We need to sanctify the places we go to. So, how can we sanctify ourselves? How can we set ourselves apart? Let's read John chapter 17, verse 17. John chapter 17, verse 17. This is the prayer of Jesus, so it is very important. He says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Even though this is a prayer, there is a secret that is embedded in this prayer. If we need to be sanctified, the only way to be sanctified is by the truth of God. The truth of God can sanctify us. What is the truth? His word is the truth. So when we look at this, we know that His word has the power to sanctify you and me. So the word of God has the power to sanctify your mind. The word of God has the power to sanctify your desires. The word of God has the power to sanctify your eyes. The word of God has the power to sanctify your ears. Or if you say, oh, how can I even worship God with these hands? These hands are defiled. God's word has the power to even sanctify your hands. The word of God has the power to sanctify your spirit, soul, body, and mind. Now, no wonder Satan does not want you to read the word of God. So either you feel it's boring to read the word of God. When you read the word of God, you feel very sleepy all of a sudden. Or when you are about to read the word of God, reading the word of God, somebody will call you. You'll get a phone call. Somebody will text you. All of a sudden you'll think, oh, I didn't do the laundry. Or all of a sudden you'll think, oh, I have to write my grocery list. We have to read the word of God. That's when you'll think, oh, my uh, favorite tele uh, television show is coming. Or anything that you feel that is important will come between you and your time with God. That robs your blessing. So what happens is, God is not the loser. You and I are the losers. Remember, you are not doing a favor to the Lord by reading His Word and praying to Him. Because we read the Word of God, we are getting life. And that truth sanctifies you. And it says in John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on Him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. Verse 32, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So the Lord says, you continue in His Word. Only then you can be His disciples. Not by just saying some sinner's prayer. And not just raising your hand at a particular altar call and you say, Jesus, come into my heart. That doesn't mean that you are His disciple. Question is, are you continuing in the Word of God? But in order for you to continue in His Word, God's Word says, you need to know His Word. If you need to continue in His Word, then you need to know His Word. You have to know His Word and only then God's Word says His Word can set you free. It is the truth of God which is the Word of God that has the power to set a man or woman free. And we just saw in John chapter 17 verse 17 where the Lord says that His truth is the Word of God. So when we see in John chapter 8 where the Lord says in verses 31 and 32 that the truth has the power to set you and me free. That means His Word has the power to set you and me free. Truth, which is the Word of God, has the power to set you and me free. It has the power to sanctify. So we can just apply it like this. We have lots of pots in our house. And among that pot, I'm going to take one pot and I'm going to say, Okay, I'm going to take this pot and keep this pot. Especially, I'm going to set it aside so I can make a nice dish using this pot. So out of all these pots, we're taking one pot. That is what Jesus does to us. 
That is what his word does to us. We are just entangled before his word comes to us. We are entangled. We have one sin holding our arm, another sin holding our wrist, another sin holding our ears, some sin holding our eyes. But the Lord says, I'm going to take all of them out. And I'm going to take this vessel and I'm going to set it apart for my use. So when the Lord Jesus comes to separate us from all the things that are around us, what do we do? What do we do? Do we say, Lord, you can take that one. You can take this one. But this one, Lord, 10 years. I just want to keep reading this novel, Lord. This is a favorite book. Or do we say, Lord, I will give this up. I'm not watching this. This is not that bad. So I'm going to continue watching this television show, even though it has immorality in it. It's not really, really bad. Like what the next door person is watching. Can that be a sanctified vessel? Can that vessel be a sanctified vessel? Ask yourself that question. Is my vessel a sanctified vessel before the Almighty God? We want all the blessings. We want to be happy. We want to be rich. We want to be famous. We want to have peace. We want to have a good family. We want to be healthy. We want to live long. If possible, never die. But what are we doing for that? If we really do not want to die, then we have to really learn how to live. If you really learn how to live, then you will never die. We will live eternally. So what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to us this night is, sanctify the Lord in your heart. See, if the Lord says sanctify the Lord in your hands, that means our focus will only be hands. Oh, if the Lord says sanctify the Lord in your hands, you'll say, oh, I'm not going to touch this. I'm going to be careful with what I write. I'm going to be careful with what I eat. I'm going to be very careful with my hands. But the Lord did not say sanctify the Lord in your, with your hands. He said in your hearts. That means the Lord requires a total 100% devotion. He is asking you for your heart. If a husband can demand 100% devotion from his wife, and a wife can demand a 100% faithfulness and devotion from a husband, how much more the Lord God who made you and me? If you want the Lord to bless you 100%, commit yourself 100% to the Lord. If you want the Lord to do wonders for you in 2013, then sanctify the Lord in your heart this year. Two things you need to do. One is, as we read from John chapter 8 verse 31, we need to know the truth. We need to know the truth. If we need to know the truth, then we need to read the truth. If you buy a car and if you want to know about the car, then you got to read all about the car. You, you may know how to drive, but each car is different. Each make is different. So even if you know how to drive, you need to know about the car. You need to know the mechanism of the car. You need to know how to maintain the car. You need to know about the car. So you need to learn about the car. So if you want to be free, if you want to be set free, you need to know the truth. And that truth will set you free. And that truth will sanctify you. The secret is, the more you read God's word and obey, the more you will be sanctified. Those are the two things that we see in John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. 32 says you need to know the truth. 31 says you need to obey the truth. You have to obey the truth. And we also saw in 1 Peter 3:15 that you need to sanctify the Lord in your hearts. We're just going to read a couple of more verses from 1 Peter chapter 3 to see what God is actually speaking to us from here. Let's read from 14 onwards. We're just going to read four verses from there. We're going to read 14, 15, 16, and 17. But and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. Verse 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Verse 16, having a good conscience that whereas 
they speak evil of you as, ev as evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. Verse 17, For it is better if the will of God be so, that ye suffer for well-doing, than for evil-doing. So what the Lord is saying, this is He's not talking here about some misunderstanding. He's, God is not talking about people not being able to understand you properly, and so they're talking bad about you. God over here, what He's talking is, when you do good, people on purpose turn the good into evil and speak evil of you. So even if you do good and people speak bad about you, the Lord says, rejoice and don't retaliate. So there is a special blessing to that. The Lord is showing like this, God is showing that this is one area where we need to be sanctified. We have lots of many areas where we need to be sanctified, but this is one area the Lord is showing. A lot of people get very easily offended when people talk bad about us. And we try to um, justify ourselves. In short, you know what the Lord is telling you this night? Don't pick up the phone and call your friend and say, look what they said and talk all bad about your enemy. And then hang up and then call the next friend. This is not going to do any good to you. There is no sanctification in this. If you want your vessel to be sanctified, don't retaliate. Expect when you do good that your good can be spoken as evil. So the Lord tonight is showing as an example what it means to be sanctified. Now sanctification is a big area and it's a very important area. So what we need to do is in the next few days sit in God's presence. Examine yourself before the Lord. What are the areas in your life that needs the working of the Lord? Look at your life and take the Bible and see what does God's word tell about what you're doing. Is my personal life a sanctified life? Is my family life a sanctified life? The work that I do, my job, am I doing it in a sanctified way? Thank you, dear Father, for giving us your precious word. May it strengthen the hearts of your people to look forward in anticipation for all the mighty things, Lord, you have in store for us for 2013. In Jesus' name we praise you. Amen. Please join us for part two of the message next time, 2013, A Year of Wonders. Write us at contact at lbethelinternationalministries.org.